What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Diamond Studios Podcast. This is where three friends get together to talk about music business and the balance of both with life. I'm your host, Nathan Collins. As always, we are joined by the one and only Kevin Beggs. Hello. Jonathan Boucher. Yeah. And today, we are continuing our Back To segment in August. Today, we're talking about getting back to the basics. Let's get into it. Getting back to the basics. I don't know why. Oh, love. Sorry. No. 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 Different podcast. It's not this one. That would go south so immediately. (laughs) Our listeners would drop (laughs) negative 12. Yep. Like, anyway, we're not going back to the (laughs) basics of love for those of you that are um, worried about that. Uh, One of my drum students told me that he was listening to the show the other day. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So it's not one? that bad. Which one? It's not that bad. It's not bad at all. What am I talking about? All right. So getting back to the basics. All right. So diving into the back to segment. Going um, deep. We are going to talk about uh, three keys um, to starting your music. And we can... Th- this is open to conversation um everybody's different but uh the first key that i have for um really starting your music is and i think this is more important especially more now since we have a studio more now than ever um is identifying your why um there's too many people that are in it for the money and it's your music turns out stupid when you're in it for the money. Yeah. I mean, some people get lucky and make it whenever they're only focused on the money, but um, you really have to identify your why. And, you know, um, what is what is our why? What's, what's y'all's why? I've always seen it as a way of um, music. Like, I've seen it as a way of uh, expressing things that I... Um, don't understand or trying to understand through writing um most of that comes lyrically and to be honest i took that from like john foreman and switchfoot like their huge influences on my music and that really resonated with me the way that he wrote music and why he wrote music and so i've kind of adapted a lot of that into why i write a lot of times which i think is why i was lyrics first because Internally, I don't process well, and so I have to either say something out loud to process what's happening, or I have to write it down. And so I think that's partly why I'm lyrics first a lot of times in my music. What about you? What's your why? Why? Why you do music? Why I do music? Um, I'll do you one better. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think... Um, who you do music? If I if I wasn't doing music all the time, I would just be listening to music all the time. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's just nothing that like is as great as music. Like I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah. I get uh, yeah, I'm tracking with you. I'm relating it's, with you on a very real level right yeah. now. Yeah, it's just like I can't see myself like putting anything like any any job or like any anything like 
as being more important as music as in, in my mind. Yeah. It's just yeah. like just the yep. greatest. Yeah. And those are both basically I think that's what most musicians would say. Yeah. Um mine is I don't know how to communicate what's going on in my brain yeah. or heart. The only like if you listen to me play piano, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um that's it's the only way I know how to get it out. Um, so music for me is a very selfish thing. It's just how I do it. It's just how I process. Right. Um, it's how I tell the world all my deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> so you should go listen to them. <laughs> yeah. I f- yeah, I'll say that for me too. I mean, for some odd reason, your deepest, darkest secrets, they don't seem as heavy whenever you put a melody behind it. Like, I don't know why. It's an odd thing. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, you got people that, I mean, all the way from, got people confessing murder. Yeah. You know? But, like, if you go up to someone in Walmart and be like, hey, so I shot a man in the alleyway (laughs) last night, like, execution style. (laughs) If you do that, they're probably going to call the cops on you. But if you you put it in a song, huh? Or run away. Or run away, yeah. Um, but if you put it in a song for some weird reason, it's acceptable. Yeah. Um, you know, or if you're just like extremely depressed and sad and if you go tell somebody, they're like, should I call the suicide hotline? Um, that's what happens. Yeah. And then, but if you put it in a melody, it's okay. It's weird. It's so strange. It's so weird. And just knowing, just knowing that, um, is comforting to me. It's funny because like you have like some people that are like poets and they'll yeah. like say something like confess to a murder or something or or like just something off the wall and weird. Yeah. Like in a poem and people will be like, You're weird <laughs> and then uh like they you could have like the like a rapper or a singer or anyone just say the same thing in a song and then there people would be like, This is incredible. This is so deep. <laughs> this is so deep. <laughs> pretty wild it's kind of crazy but that's that's just music yeah it lets you get away with things well i think there's an element of like the i guess within music like there's a i guess a relatability with the sounds almost yeah of like people hear these sounds and they're familiar so they associate those feelings with those sounds while they may be paying attention to the lyrics but they might not be I think that's yeah. part of it. I think the yeah. melody in music kind of distracts or attracts to whichever way the artist uses it to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we went off on a... That was a great tangent. Yeah, it's great. That was really good. So uh, key number one to starting your music um, is identify your why. Um, if you don't have a clear why, um, keep looking. Not necessarily for other things to do, but look for your why. Dig deep. Do a little do a little soul searching. Figure yeah. out why. Um, make sure your motives are right. Because otherwise, your music is not going to translate no. the way that your listener is going to want it to translate. Um, especially for people who are balling on a budget. If you don't have a hundred grand to pump into one track, um, which that's excessive. That's like an album. But if you don't have ten grand to pump into one track... Um, and you're writing a bunch of crap, 
then it's good. It's harder to be discovered. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, identify your why and you put that in music, it's just a different thing. Um, I know from experience. Key number three. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Two. I failed math. Um, <laughs> key number two is experiment. Yeah. Um, a lot of musicians make the mistake of they hear their favorite artist and they just automatically assume that that's the kind of music that they want to do. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily true. Um, when I started doing music, um, I'm just using me for an example cause I can confidently say this. Um, when I started doing music, I thought, um, acoustic style Ed Sheeran was my style. Um, but it wasn't until later on, um, after I started experimenting with my own music instead of writing and producing for other people, it wasn't until later on that I experimented with my own and realized, oh, this is not my style whatsoever. I like that style. And most of the time I'd prefer that style for the type of music I write. Yeah. Um, but you know, the production side of it. I started experimenting with that and putting my lyrics with it. And um, I think then I truly found like who I am at this moment. Yeah. And who I was at those moments. We're always changing, but. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying though. Yeah, just constantly experimenting and and figuring out who you are as an artist. Um, It's just like life. You don't ever really fully develop and grow up. Like, even when you die, you still could have been more of something. Yeah. It's the same exact result with music. Um, you you still have developing to do, no matter what stage you're at. So, experiment. Yeah. Um, what's, what's everybody's experiences on uh, experimenting? This will be fun. I think uh, one of the great <sighs> things about music is that you don't have to necessarily nail yourself down to one style. And you yeah. can just, like... There's no rules. Do whatever you, yeah, there's no yeah. rules. I mean, you could do an acoustic album and then go and do an electric album yeah. or an electronic album. I think this this is great. This will actually connect to my what I've been listening to, too, so stick around <laughs> nice. for that. Stick around for that. Now you can't go anywhere. No. Now you can't go anywhere. Now you have to stay. But yeah, I think... Someone's uh, hitting the skip 30 right now. <laughs> skip 30 seconds. <laughs> I feel like if I do a song and I have it felt like I've, like experimented i feel like in some way sometimes i feel like you know like i didn't do it all the way yeah i could yeah. see that i think back to a time whenever i was like first doing music or first starting out, i think when i was first starting into like more production and more beats they were awful none of the beats i did were good back then <laughs> none of them um but there was a key point where um I followed Andy Minio on Snapchat, and I remember him saying something that really resonated with me and clicked with me, and he was like, if you're just copying everyone you're hearing, you're never going to create something original. You're never going to create something that's going to stand out from other people. He's like, if you're constantly like just trying to do what's being heard now, it's already been done. Like You have to be listening to weird stuff. So that sent me on, a, <laughs> in that moment, I was like, polka music with didgeridoo beatboxing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel, I've yet to do it. <laughs> I feel like that's, that was a phase. that's something we can all, like, 
I want to step back and say, like, I feel like I can tell um, whenever, like, if I'm hearing a Nathan song or if I'm hearing a, like, if it was just acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and or, like, a Kevin song, you know, I feel like we all have different yeah, identities. styles that are actually, like, identifiable, like, to us yeah. Individual, yeah. as individuals. <clears throat> Which is really cool. Really unique. Yeah. Just, that's pretty awesome. Because there's millions of artists out there, and the fact that you'd be able to like dis like discern like, hey, that's, uh, you know, that's Kevin, out of the millions of people that we've heard right in our lifetime of musical artists. Um, yeah, well, these are great, great keys. Yeah. Uh, so key one, identify. Key two, experiment. Key number three, um, they go hand in hand. Um, start working on it. Start practicing. Um, because honestly, if you go backwards, you're not going to experiment anything unless you're practicing something. Um, you're not going to be able to identify your real why if you're not experimenting and growing and you can't experiment if you don't practice. So they all tie together. And so that's why, you know, these are, these are the three basic keys to get back to the basics of, of starting your music career. Um, I mean, putting in the work and practice, that's, that's common sense. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, if you're not, if you're not putting in the work, you're not next year, you're going to be in the same dang spot and you're going to be a chump. You're going to be a bum chump, <laughs> a bum chump. I'm kidding. But <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, <laughs> we should do that. We should. Bum chump, bum chump. Don't be a bum chump. Hey, I mean, we do have merch. I uh, wore a shirt last week. You should go listen to last week's episode you said. and listen to my shirt. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Before we go, what have, what have you guys been listening to? Jonathan, what have you been listening what to? What have you been listening to? <laughs> <laughs> Calling me out last week. It's your turn to go first. <laughs> Oh, is it really? Yeah. Harumi Hisono. Harumi Hisono? Yeah. He um actually, uh, a lot of his music isn't uh, out in America, so um, you kind of have to like listen to it on YouTube. or um, He actually found a link on his official YouTube that has like really good quality versions of his, like yeah. a lot of his stuff that's not, it's like Japan only. It's not on streaming platforms for some reason. It's not on streaming platforms. Not all of it. You can't. You, you can't wait. buy it in an American store. You have to order it like from someone who's selling it on eBay, like from Japan. Are you browsing like Japanese YouTube? Like no, it's on his. I mean, it's on his YouTube. He has oh. a link. I was like, how do you read it? He has playlist like uh, playlists that have all of his yeah. most of his albums. Okay. And so there's ones that aren't. Um, on Spotify or Apple Music or anything, so you can't get it. The only way to listen to it is to listen to it on YouTube or buy a CD from like the 2000s from Japan or a vinyl from the 70s or 80s. Is that pricey? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The CDs are like 20 bucks, but then the vinyls are like, you know, 200 100 to $200. Oh, wow. That's so much. <laughs> Man. But yeah, um, he uh, but he's a uh, he has like a his first album was like 
acoustic like singer songwriter country, but like Japanese. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he went on to like pioneer electronic music in Japan. And uh, one of his albums is like the first album to use sequencing, like a sequencer. It's sick. That's pretty awesome. I DJed a friend's wedding uh, last week. And one of the songs they had in there was their outro song. It really caught me off guard. I had to text Jonathan immediately. But it was um, Yoshimi Fights the Pink Robots. Is that right? Part one? I can't remember the name that well. But it's the Flaming Lips, which sent me down a Flaming Lips listening party by myself. But it was a great time. That's it. <laughs> nice. What about you? Um, I have, um, I know I said this a few weeks ago, but um, revisited Post Malone's album. Um, probably, as of now, I've probably listened to it about six times. Um man, people tag our studio and stuff that they didn't record here, and you should stop. Um, <laughs> because Band Labs sounds crappy, and we don't put that out. Thank you. Anyway, um, yeah, I revisited Post Malone's album. Um, and then uh, I bounced back and forth probably too many times between um, Switchfoot's Meant to Live and... <laughs> John Bellion's meant to live. That's great. Um, freaking gorgeous. Beautiful. Just so well done. The fact that he recorded it at Abbey Road, and it's just a crazy. It's a crazy idea. It made mm. me feel more connected to John Bellion. Too. I love it. <laughs> so well done. So well done. But yeah, that's that's been my that's been my my picks, right there. All right, you want to. Uh, close this podcast out? Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this has been the podcast. Wow. This has been the podcast. 